Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Well, good afternoon, Osmonauts. This is Kevin Berry. I'm here with Sonny Agarwal, who is at a conference currently, so we're starting a little bit late. And uh, today we have Brain Jar from Composable Finance coming on as a guest. And we'll get started in just a moment. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up, Sonny? How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Definitely been a long week, but like, yeah, it has. It's it still feels like it's still going. Yeah, for sure. So, I I, I, I just want to say uh, congratulations on the, uh, the the hard fork that Osmosis Labs uh, and the working groups and validators executed. It's it's really amazing how quickly. Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, what, three hard forks in this series uh, in a course of three days, two on the Terra blockchain, one on the Osmosis blockchain. Um, yeah, you know, we, cause we, uh, our team, you know, a bunch of the Osmosis team, as well as like people from the Cosmos uh, community as well, who are like helping with like patching some security bugs on the Terra chain to prevent them from being two thirds taken over. and. Uh, so that had to happen and then getting the osmosis upgrades through, but, you know, I think things have like, you know, the, the, at least the dust has settled a little bit now and it's like, um, the, 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 most of the emergence is over, you know, I think most of, I think within like 24 hours, um, you know, over 50% of the LPs in the Osmo USD pool had already de-pooled, uh, but, you know, just shout out that you know anyone who's still there or if you know anyone who is still in those pools that they should you know even though that the ibc connection has been turned off with terra uh that was like sort of you know the uh terra validators decided to do that um to help protect the osmosis lps but you still have to make sure you de-pool because uh as some of the early you know the lps who are currently unbonding finish unbonding you don't want to be their exit liquidity where they dump their UST onto the pool at, for your Osmo. So so you can at least protect your, if you want to make sure you protect your Osmo from the further IL, make sure you use the depooling function that's available on the uh, website now today. Yeah. That, so who, who came up with the depooling concept? Um, I guess we kind of all did on the update from the lab last week. We were kind of like, I know there was a lot of discussion happening both on like the Twitter, Twitter thread as well as on this, the, the community call last week. And that was sort of, I'm pretty sure the idea was come up with during the calls. Yeah. Now, now that I think about it, it was, uh, right. Cause there was, you, you, you like referenced something from a note from, from Dave 
And then, yeah, we were trying to figure out what would be the best way to um, salvage the LPs remaining Osmo. So, yeah, well, uh, thanks, community, and, and everybody for uh, putting their heads together. Yeah. I forgot who, who it was who actually made the original proposal of, like, you know, we should do something to let suppose, the LPs get out. So thank you to whoever that was. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it was a, a good, innovative pivot. Yeah. And, you know, also, you, you shout out to all the, you know, validators and everyone who also helped. You know, I think that was the fastest uh, time from, like, a code patch being released to all the validators being upgraded uh, that we've seen. I think it was, like, less than 12 hours or something. Uh, so that was, or, yeah, so maybe it was, like, 24 hours. I've got how much but yeah that was really awesome that you know i think like 80 90 percent of the validators had updated in time and the chain just activated the new functionality pretty smoothly so yeah great job to all the validators and everyone for just being so responsive also all the validators on the terra chain for helping me so responsive there on like you know coordinating those emergency forks as well yeah, our validator uh, coordination was very strong, and mm -hmm. the um, I also I just it also to me was a an inspiring turn in in governance. We we've had you know some you know governance is tricky, but like the fact mm -hmm. that people were able to turn out and really um, act quickly uh, to me was. I was very happy to see that. I didn't, people were thinking like, oh, this is going to take days and days. And you know, that emergency, I think having emergency governance and, and thinking a bit more about that in the future is like, it's a good lesson. Yep. Yeah, definitely a lot of takeaways about how to do governance uh, going forward. You know, I think governance needs to be a lot more nimble, as we've learned, basically, where, you know, these five-day voting periods are, um, great for these more you know long-term strategic proposals where it needs a lot of more thinking but in times of emergency and crisis you know we do need to make sure governance has a has a mechanism for being more nimble on uh you know enacting changes as needed so like you know the two-thirds supermajority voting uh yes was a probably a good way of like you know making sure that we had the full chain or we had chain consensus before enacting those emergency upgrades we're like building that sort of into the protocol better instead of like requiring this external you know sort of more chaotic emergency hard fork would be would be nice um because you know we did there was actually two things that happened in that proposal right there was one was um the deep pooling was implemented so that would have needed a software upgrade regardless but that could have done using more smooth software upgrade, but there's also just uh, parameter change uh, proposals that, you know, there was a lot of uh, incentives moved off of the UST Luna pools and onto the USDC ETH and DAI pools. So that way we can like start shifting over liquidity ASAP. So, you know, those are, and that, those could have been enacted even faster um, with the fast voting, but yeah, they're live now. So, uh, you know, anyone who's seen, you know, you go on Dexmos and you'll see that they have, you know, quite high APRs right now because, you know, kind of the first step in osmosis, like, you know, starting to be more strategic on incentives is like, you know, this is where we want liquidity, right? So let's 
push a lot of the incentives there and try to build up that liquidity. So, um, yeah, and, you know, the, the, the USDC pool, I think it went like from within the last couple of two days, basically it went from like hundred like 300 K in liquidity to like, I think close to 10 million in liquidity today, uh, which is really awesome to see. And wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, by the way, one thing that, um, you know, I've been trying to communicate this, uh, where, you know, the, another thing, uh, another sort of bonus for you, uh, for people to add liquidity to these pools is the osmosis foundation has a, uh, got a grant from the Axelar foundation to basically do a, you know, liquidity incentives for bridged assets on osmosis. And so there will be a sort of retroactive um, liquidity incentives for people to bridge over USDC. So, you know, and, and LP with it. So not just, you know, you can't just uh, buy, you know, sell US Osmo into the pool for USDC and then LP it because uh, we're actually going to be tracking each address based off of how much USDC it bridges over um, and, and then puts it into the pool. So, yeah. You know, keep up, look out for it. So, you know, if you want some of this, uh, th- th- this airdrop will not happen for a while. It will be, you know, the Axelar token is not liquid yet. Uh, but once it is, then it will it'll be distributed at that time. All right. That's a, that's a cool uh, type of airdrop, which is a new, mm-hmm. I guess, version for me. Uh, so, and that's a, it would be good to get the word out there for people who are hoarding uh, USD. Uh, over on e- uh, the Ethereum or yep. wherever. I think the pools have like something like 500% APR right now. So uh, definitely yes. some rewards. Yes, uh, I, I, uh, I aped in <laughs> so, uh, when it's the, the day it launched. So, um, well, should we, are there, um, we're just kind of, strolling through this do you have formal updates or um yeah i mean we have a let's see what formal updates do we have um sorry i I didn't get a chance to prepare for this as much as i normally do uh but yeah so you know we had that original uh, upgrade planned for the 18th which i guess is today but that or to go at least go on chain uh, but that's been delayed because of just dealing with everything from the last week. Um, so there, we'll, we're we're going to try to we're going to try our best to push the proposal on chain next week. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to remove stable swap right now, just because we didn't uh, haven't had a chance to test it as fully as we would have liked to, and instead focus on just getting um, the token factory module as well as. Sort of the newest version of uh, Cosmosm, uh, WasmD, as well as uh, Interchain account. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of, as you may have heard, there's a lot of uh, Terra DApps, X Terra DApps that are looking to like migrate over to Osmosis, like um, very soon. And so, uh, just like making sure the infrastructure is there for them to be able to start uh, doing that very seamlessly. And so the token factory and interchain accounts are sort of two big pieces of making that possible. So yeah, expect that to come very soon. And then, um, yeah, and then there'll be like, you know, we're working on coming up with some sort of like meta process of how governance should go about approving these new 
uh, contracts to be deployed. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, there'll probably be a discussion on Commonwealth around around that process. So that's sort of what one of the main things that we're working on right now. And then, you know, longer term, we're just sort of reprioritizing a lot of things on our, you know, roadmap. Um, we're focusing, you know, trying, given a, the number of like projects that are coming in, uh, trying to like reprioritize where the core team is spending our development cycles. Uh, and, you know, instead, you know, up until now, you know, the core dev team has been trying to, I don't know, maybe a little bit spreading ourselves a little bit thin, working on a lot of different things. You know, we were working on like the lending protocol and stuff, for example. And uh, instead, I think what we're going to do is figure out how to merge Isotonic with um, another lending protocol that might come onto the Osmosis chain. And so that way we can uh, basically, you know, that way the core, core dev team can still work closely with like these other Terra dApps while uh uh we we focus in on like focusing on like the dex infrastructure and the like you know core l1 you know like the core protocol stuff like the threshold encryption and everything where back to where it all started i guess and then as well as just focusing a lot on like a lot of this developer tooling so you know we're uh we just released the this uh tool called telescope which allows sort of the usage of javascript you know it'll make the developer the javascript developer experience for cosmos sdk and cosmosm uh front-end developers just like multiple multitudes easier um and so that will be like a big win and then you know i uh, i tweeted a couple of an hour ago like you know we've been working on this tool called internally it's been called membrane but it's basically a you know tool similar to like hard hat or foundry for solidity, but it's for making it very easy for people to scaffold new Cosmwasm dApps. Um, so, you know, yeah, making sure, you know, working on a lot of the uh, tooling around the Cosmwasm experience on Osmosis. So that's sort of like, you know, the the shift in like, you know, priorities that is going to be happening. But, you know, we're still committed to at least shipping out the stable swap and stuff that's, you know, 90% done already. So, yeah. Um. And the so the stable swap that's going to be like a new uh, is it a four pool or well what it is is it's just a um, it's a new pool type that allows um, less slippage between like assets um, you know obviously in the past I think we were one of the main usages was going to be a UST to USDC pool, but that probably doesn't make as much sense today. But, uh, you know, that's it, fair to say. <laughs> but, you know, we, we already have a number of stable coins on Osmosis, right? We have DAI and Tether and USDC. Um, so we can have stable pools between these assets as well as like, there's a number of new stable coins coming in the Cosmos ecosystem. So people, you know, if anyone who was at the Gateway event, they there's a number of presentations about IST, which is the uh, stablecoin being built, the maker over collateralized, like maker like over collateralized stablecoin that's being built by the Agoric team. Um, so you know, as more stablecoin comes in, and then also it'll be useful for like different bridged assets as well. So you know, being able to swap easily between, you know, we have the main 
bridged version of USDC on from Axelar on but you know you want to be able to swap into the gravity USDC or we have like you know we'll have bridged USDC coming from Solana and so you can swap between those two different types of USDC so there's um you know there, there's a lot of benefits for the stable swap uh still that will still be very helpful okay that's great um yeah definitely you know getting that liquidity up and and uh trying to crush down the slippage and that'll just all that will just make the, the decks more and more user-friendly um there was something um that one of the admins just messaged me about there's a some alpha dropped from gateway it was a video of you at a conference i, I haven't even seen the video yet can, can you give us a um a teaser or something about what what this is oh what was the uh, uh alpha i'm not sure it might have been the axler stuff i just mentioned um anyone who's seen it do they, is, is that what it was <laughs> i haven't had a chance to see the video i think crypto assassin is the, the one who uh shared it or tweeted it out well, if somebody knows has seen that video because it just came out like it was like an hour ago. Um, pipe up or let us know if, if, if Sunny has covered it or if it's something else. I think I think it was the actual stuff, but so if it was something else, someone just let us know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, that that's a. I mean, that's a lot on the plate. The um, I had not heard of this of, of membrane. I did see uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the 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 bridging and the the axolar stuff is that's definitely exciting because any incentive is good um, to increase that liquidity. I feel like oh, the, I did, just one question about so the isotonic part. Um, what is you said that 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 you're you're going to like fold that into another lending app or somehow combine it with something? Yeah, I mean, so how Isotonic was structured right now was, you know, nothing, this is a lot still just up in the air, but that was just an example of like, you know, the kind of stuff that like we would be able to, I think we'd be more effective by working with external teams to help build some of this core infrastructure that's needed for osmosis as a DEX. So, you know, with Isotonic, we had built out all this like deep integrations for a lending protocol into the osmosis AMMs. But, you know, I think building out a lending protocol into this fully functioning product takes a lot of engineering efforts and stuff. And like, these were engineering efforts that were sort of going to end up being diverted from like, you know, things on more core AMM improvements or uh, threshold encryption style stuff. And so- right this opportunity to work with like such high quality developers from coming in from the Terra ecosystem means that we can, you know, sort of work with them to build out some of the more DeFi side of things while the core dev team can focus on the, you know, the, the core basically. Okay. Yeah. Th- that makes total sense. I mean, the, the initial priorities of, I mean, obviously the threshold in- encryption is, perhaps a ways out but like that kind of a um you know milestone is really 
I feel like it's been a big part of, of uh, your guys' conception of osmosis from, from the beginning and yeah. being able to, you know, focus on those big, important, um, you know, achievements that, that will add like a, a really um, broad utility. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, basically the goal, the, the idea here is that, you know, with more people working on the stack that is the osmosis exchange, you know, we'll, and having that parallelized better, you know, I think we'll be able to accomplish more things, you know. Yeah. Think of it as like decentralizing the dev teams even further. You know, there's already multiple dev teams working on osmosis. You know, there's Synapsis and Osmosis Labs and, uh, Imperator and number of other dev teams as well. Uh, you know, Confio contributes, Notional contributes, but this is just like bringing in more dev teams to start working on some of these core DeFi pr- primitives that's needed. Yeah, and and that's been a an, an issue I think for you know when when the grant program was launched. You know, a large part of that is attracting was attracting new developers, and I, I remember I'd asked some people around like. Are we doing um, developer outreach or anything like that? And I mean, this is a one upside to a you know a very rough past couple of weeks is that there are more developers now in the ecosystem that you know can help with that. Because that I don't know, to me, that's kind of how when I look at Ethereum, like their huge scaling is like it's just all developer. It's just so much developer inclusion, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, um, I think, you know, a lot of the people who are building on top of the Terra chain, you know, from everyone I know, the, the, everyone's quite excited to like keep building in the cosmos and like use the, still use all the same tooling and stack that they've been building on and, you know, start building, uh, on, you know, Start eventually, you know, the goal for I think most of these projects is to start building their own app chains, really. So, and I suppose it's like we're kind of like trying to help enable them to do that, where like using Osmosis as this like sort of launching pad or soft landing, where like you know they can at least redeploy something, start building up their product and community again, and then spin off into their own app chains. And you know, end goal here is obviously for everything to be connecting over IBC. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, you, you, you mentioned that on Twitter, this idea of being something like a launch pad or like you said, a soft landing for, um, Cosmwasm dApps and chains. <laughs> um, so th- I think that's a, I like that pivot or that, that vision, you know, of Osmosis as a platform. And, um, somebody's asking me, uh, I think it's Makina is asking me, can you give, any more details about the Axler airdrop? Um, yeah, so I mean, like I said, it'll be based off of um, tracking how much uh, like USDC, ETH, and DAI people bring over. Um, and like actually, you know, you have to basically bridge it over and then deposit it into the LP pools. Um, that we, you know, the foundation has one. Osmos Foundation has one percent of the Axelar supply that was granted after uh, to to do that those liquidity incentives. 
Um, eventually, I think, you know, we'd want to just transfer this to the community pool. There was just some, you know, there was issues around like the uh, Axelar Foundation transferring it to the community pool and needing a counterparty. Uh, but basically, you know, I think it'll sort of be, we don't, we don't have too much details at the moment on the exact mechanics of how it's going to work. Uh, but that's sort of the plan of like tracking, tracking the bridging and then LPing as a, like, you know, as a compound action. Okay. So bridge over your USDC, ETH, and DAI, Maxlar, and deposit it in liquidity pools. Yep. LP it. Okay. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say. I don't know why I just stepped on you. Um, yeah, maybe we should bring up Banjar, talk about some of the stuff that they're working on. Got a chance yeah. to meet up with the disposable team this week at Prague. By the way, Prague, you know, I meant, this con the gateway conference is just like i feel like uh i went i'll admit i went in with not the highest expectations and i was just blown away i think it was one of the best organized conferences i've been to really and yeah it was just you know really really awesome so great job to the gateway team and everyone who was like part of that that's well that's pretty good to hear um if um you did mention that you'd be working with uh and, and able to connect with a lot of uh, cosmos teams and devs uh in prague so um it sounds like it's that that's it's a good event and that should be happening um the oh what a question okay another question was uh if if terra devs would, would be able to build a stable coin on osmosis what would your thoughts be about that um you know hopefully not an under collateralized stable coin uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, being able to, I think like eventually having a the stablecoin is something that definitely makes sense to put on its own chain eventually. Um, this, you know, wh whether we should have one, you know, I, I think that at this time, you know, it doesn't make sense for Osmosis to sort of like pick something to be like, oh, this is going to be the Osmosis stablecoin or anything like like that. You know, I think osmosis should try to be more neutral towards stablecoins, just given just conditions and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think if government, if this is, you know, people want to see this, then yeah, it makes sense to let them deploy here and then eventually spin off onto their own chain. Um, one thing I recommend to a lot of these Terra dApps that, like, you know, if you're interested in migrating stuff over, at least start putting stuff up on Commonwealth and like just gauging community sentiment on like, hey, you know, we're interested in bringing this over to Osmosis. Is this something the community would like to see there? And so that way, you know, they can, you know, know whether they can start building it and start working on it to bring it to Osmosis. Yeah, for sure. I, I do think I think that's right that the Commonwealth is a good place to vet things out, discuss, debate, figure out what. Um, you know what the, the community sentiment is yeah definitely um and then also you know as we mentioned you know the osmosis grants program is has uh, you know already been working on putting together grants uh and there's given the you know huge the one the huge influx of new grant applications that have come in uh, the last few days as well as just the uh impact of the osmo price that happened from the terra dpeg uh i think you know the, the the grant program still hasn't you know still has quite a bit of funding to last you know to start getting these initial batch of grants uh paid out um but it might you know 
with this new influx, it makes I think they they're planning on making a proposal to re-up the funding uh, sooner than was originally expected. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I only imagine that the the other working groups there, there will well, there's funding coming up for uh, the support lab, and it's, I mean, but that that was going to come anyway at the three month mark since their last proposal. But yeah, we we have to we have to keep working. Um, I think the, the the teams have been. I don't know. I, I do just want to do uh, give a shout out to the all the admins and the people working in support over this past week have been feeling so many incoming like requests and concerns and uh, relaying what what's you know what's happening as things are, have changed so quickly over governance and y- y'all have just done a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, just thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to everyone you know in the community as well for just holding strong and, you know, supporting each other, helping each other figure, you know, figure out the unpooling process and just, yeah. Thank you for everyone. Yeah. That that's the part of, of regular community community members helping each other out is like, it just amplifies and, and makes people's, you know, grasp of what's going on and not feeling lost, uh, happen so much quicker. And it's, it's really, um, it's it's a good sight to see. It's not just pure chaos. Uh, it's actually like, you know, it's, to me that that's like what that's what communities do. Um, resi- resilient ones do. So, for sure. Um, we have. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we bring on a brain jar? Are, are you? Uh, are you good to go, sir? Yes, sir. How are you guys all doing? We're hanging in, uh, folks. This is Brain Jar from Composable Finance. Um, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, I think it would make some sense if, if you could help us out with like a, a sort of a, a basic pitch or you know summary of, of what's been happening uh, with, with Composable. And I know there's been some pretty big news recently. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think primarily like the sort of sort of key two things that we're up to more recently is like number one, just heavily focused on bringing IBC to other ecosystems, starting with um, bringing IBC to Polkadot. Um, and so in a couple like weeks and months, hopefully, you know, the sooner the better. Um, we're interested in like wrapping up all the different components necessary to be able to actually have assets from DOT and IBC enabled chains uh, flowing back and forth from each other, but also then from there be able to, you know, pass arbitrary messages from DAP to DAP essentially. Um, and with that, we we then also have Cosmosm on our parachain. Um, specifically for the purpose of orchestrating um, these types of like DAP to DAP messages, you know, for things that you can imagine would create like cross-chain DEX aggregators, um, like routing of orders across multiple um, DEXs, across multiple chains, et cetera. So um, definitely like a longer term vision, but I think for us, like we're very excited about, we were also at the Gateway um, conference, really enjoyed that. Uh, and we were the only parachain there. And I think it's really a hallmark to the stuff we're doing, which is taking the 
fundamental pieces of the Cosmos stack and implementing them on an infrastructure that uh, you know we feel comfortable working with, but also extending these pieces out to other ecosystems through um, our infrastructure. So yeah, that's kind of like a high level two second thing. That was great. <laughs> if you have, um, I, I guess it would also make total sense to kind of just break down a little bit what you know, composable is what, what you're about. Like, yeah, um, yeah, that's a great, great question. I mean, so I think the longer term vision of composable is like we're, um, like obviously, what does the word composable actually mean? And for us, like that's kind of this concept of um, being able to view different uh, blockchains as essentially execution environments for state transition functions. Um, and as a result, being able to kind of like look at, you know, one functionality, for instance, swap or for instance, lend uh, and being able to then think that this functionality in and of itself could theoretically be composed across, you know, not only one execution environment, but multiple um, for a desired outcome. And I think this is like very early. I don't think people actually ever understand what I'm talking about when I say these things. Um, but I do think we're in a point where uh, people will start to be interested in building applications that compose things across multiple ecosystems, uh, whether that's like to create new primitives or whether that's just to abstract away complexity really remains to be seen. Okay, so I, I think I'm starting to get a better grasp of it. So when you say um, that you, when you look at a, a functionality like lending or swapping and how it could be composed across multiple execution environments, are we talking about like uh, this is this is interchain? Uh, this is between like different different uh, chains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so for instance, within the Cosmos ecosystem, it's like you know, would be if there, for instance, is two lending protocols um, would be, in, and if they have two different interest rates for um, the same collateral type, um, like essentially the same pair of, you know, collateral and lending asset, uh, you'd be able to theoretically break up one order um, of, you know, taking out a loan across these different protocols. And in Cosmos, where we see mostly like, application specific chains uh this is infrastructure that's needed because ultimately you as the user you don't want to make the decision like oh i'm i should use this pool versus this pool um and so yeah that's like this is very sort of like we're trying to do this within the dot ecosystem within the cosmos ecosystem and i think from there you know, those ecosystems obviously prioritize interoperability, but from there, like doing these things cross ecosystems, so between DOT, Near, Solana, et cetera, this obviously becomes much harder, uh, but it is definitely like a much needed solution to a pretty like difficult problem that I don't think a lot of people really grasp. And the reason for that really is just because um, I see sort of every chain as kind of being its own market. And I draw a lot of parallels to how kind of like 2001 era equities was handled where there wasn't really this like kind of 
routing infrastructure in place yet. And so there was a lot of like volume on specific places um, and massive arbitrage opportunities that really made things quite inefficient, which is why we saw like a crazy crash in 2001. But over time, like you started to see reconciliation um, technologies and then as a result, like routing and other things that really made the equities markets at least a lot more efficient than 2001. And I think crypto probably needs to go through something similar. That was a great throwback, man. I haven't heard 2001 for, uh, for a minute. I feel like every time somebody brings up um, inefficiency or, you know, on markets, it's like, Oh, it's 2008 or 2007. So, so what, so, so you think that there's this parallel with where uh, I guess Cosmos is at now that that's similar to the, the way the equities markets were back in 2000 not really necessarily what like where cosmos is at it's just like i mean you you sort of see it if you pull up like you know um even just within a single chain if you pull up like curve stable swap versus like usdc usdt on univ3 versus usdc usdt on UniV2, and then you go look at those same pools on Arbitrum versus Avalanche. Like, there's pretty, I, I don't necessarily like check these things every single day, but the disparity is definitely noticeable. And it's like something that, um, like, everyone's always been talking about liquidity fragmentation, et cetera, et cetera. But like, why does anyone actually care about liquidity fragmentation? And it's really because of the fact that um like liquidity fragmentation brings upon difficult ux and decision making capabilities that we don't necessarily believe retail or even institutional players in the future will want to like have the mental debt uh to actually like you know navigate this essentially um okay that makes sense that it's it's defi wide i mean yeah once you started mentioning mentioning the, the price discrepancies um something clicked for me yeah it's exhausting to have to uh jump around and i don't think people have the time and energy uh yeah to gauge what the what the price discrepancies are everywhere exactly yeah, so I mean, I think for 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 me, like from our side, we're definitely super excited about you know Osmosis hopefully becoming um, one of the first chains to have trustless asset, like a trustless bridging of assets from the DOT ecosystem flowing over and vice versa. Um, I think also in the future, like I, I mentioned this on a another like podcast we're also launching a dex on dotsama and so i think there's like some interesting um function sort of like cross-chain function calling stuff that can be done to like really be able to overlay liquidity across both of both you know our parachain and also osmosis um to facilitate kind of like cross-chain swaps um so i think there's a multitude of different things to explore and i think you know as a statement of being committed to exploring that um the decks that we're launching the pablo decks we're airdropping a portion of supply um to osmo stakers and so um this is you know definitely something that we're interested in um 
kind of signaling to, to the broader ecosystem that, you know, we're here to collaborate with protocols that have the same vision. That's good to hear. Um, there's this Pablo Dex and I guess the other um, the, the bridging of, of DOT to osmosis and uh, vice versa. Is there a, a time frame for that? Yeah, so I think the like we definitely expect the decks to be released earlier than the bridge, just because there's like multiple dependencies on multiple different stacks that we have to rely on from multiple organizations, such as Parity, such as Informal, etc. So we're hoping we did finish a key milestone recently, um, and also Beefy, which is this kind of key component necessary to complete this bridge was recently merged into um, uh, Rococo, which is like the test net uh, within Dotsama. So I think we're definitely making good strides there, hoping to do test net to test net activities um, in June. And then from there, like we're, we're hoping sometime in the summer in a very optimistic way to be able to open up the first kind of like non-Cosmos application of IBC, extension of IBC. Nice. Um, yeah, I think all of us are eager to see IBC more and more widely adopted. So I, I look forward to that, uh, to, to seeing that happen. Uh, hopefully it's in the summer. And... Sorry, what's that? Hey, Sonny, do you, do you have any uh, questions for BrainJar? Um, no, I mean, I'm Pretty excited for it. Um, I guess, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, Ranger, what are your plans on sort of like, how do you migrate some of the devs in the Polkadot ecosystem away from like, you know, the substrate, like, you know, ink and stuff towards like Cosmosm? For sure. That's, yeah. So this is actually a really, a really great example of this was, um, one of our like lead developers who's kind of like through and through um, has like a super deep background in, in Rust um, started messing around with, with ink to theoretically support both Cosmosm and ink on our chains. And we just got to a point where uh, we realized that it's just ink is just not really at a state yet where it can handle the same types of applications that Cosmosm can. And so I, I don't even think there's even the question in anyone's mind that Cosmosm becomes like the actual Rust-based smart contracting like framework for not only the Cosmos ecosystem, but also the DOT ecosystem too. They just don't really see it yet. Um, but for us, like, you know, we've had a really good experience working with the stack and it's actually, it's obviously hard um, because Cosmosm wasn't necessarily designed for a substrate chain, but uh, the experience, like once we've gotten through the hurdles has just been head and shoulders above ink. So I just think that maybe initially some people will uh, turn their heads and wonder why we're doing this decision and not abiding by the guidelines that maybe parity or web three have have essentially like laid out them being like the actual builders of 
ink. Um, but I think in a year from now, it'll be pretty clear that why our decision was was made in this way. Sweet, cool. Excited for it. Yeah, likewise. And then I think also from there too, like I think there's there's obviously been um, a lot of like, you know, various teams preparing for this migration, uh, such as, you know, Juno, you guys, et cetera. I'm also just interested, like, uh, in a world where you start to see, similar to like the EVM story where, you know, Aave now deployed on multiple different chains, et cetera. Um, I do think it's going to be exciting to just see the same application essentially just deploy on all the Cosm Wasm chains out there and then, you know, have some sort of function calling framework between them to do some sort of like interesting stuff like Aave V3, for instance. Um, so obviously that's like very bullish. That's a very bullish future for Cosm Wasm. Um, but I think it's one that like will be realized you know, more quickly than, than we think. Well, great. Uh, thank you for, uh, thanks for laying that out and, and, and sharing with us the, um, you know, how this partnership <clears throat> will work and the, ex the exciting potential of, of, uh, Cosmosm spreading into other ecosystems. That, that's a, uh, Certainly, something we'd like to, uh, we would like to see. We have some folks who have questions, or I see people have requested to speak. Should we uh, maybe jump yeah. to those? Mm -hmm. um, so I see Diesel. I think was one of the first ones to request. Uh, Diesel, are you are you there? Yeah, actually, I think you requested me to come up here, but I just I, I figured. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, but hi. Um, I, I just figured I'd urge everyone to come up with cool ideas for apps um, on Osmosis and just reach out if you have any. Hello. Good call. Oh. Uh, short question. I'm from uh, the Carbon community and um, you know Switchio from um, Osmosis is also listed there. And they are launching soon a bridge module where you can bridge any token like from Binance Smart Chain or Ethereum Network to um, Cosmos. And do you think about using this uh, bridge module as soon as it is launching, where you could, for instance, um, bridge BNB and BUSD token to Osmosis to get more liquidity on um, Osmosis? Is it, is it an idea for you to um, use this bridge module? And do you know from about this bridge module? Um, yeah, so, I mean, we uh had this like sort of long uh bridge uh selection process on osmosis for like the the canonical EVM bridge uh for osmosis and so <clears throat> we are we're, you know we're primarily using axelar as the bridge uh for you know the canonical one where you know liquidity incentives will be like prioritized um and you know but we're also, you know, Osmosis is pretty permissionless. We all we already have assets from like multiple bridges listed on Osmosis, uh, including Gravity Bridge and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, always happy to have more 
assets and liquidity on osmosis via different routes. But at the moment, you know, we, we are focused on using and like building deeper integrations with the Axelar protocol. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks for the question. Um, yeah, and if, if anyone, yeah, if you have questions for Brainjar or Sunny or what have you, uh, I see um, goodness uh, requested to speak. Goodness, welcome. I think he's been muted or like unmuted, but not saying anything for a while. So maybe he might not be there. Okay, yeah, we may have lost goodness. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Um, I lose goodness often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. Um, if anyone else has a question, let us yeah, know. Yeah, I, I just came up with one, actually. Um, so what's the process like for if I wanted to take, like, Reflexor's stablecoin Rye and bridge it over to Axelar to Osmosis? Is that permissionless, or is it up to the validator set of Axelar to enable that? I believe it's permissionless for the validator like to do it it you just do need to add you want you'd want it added to the satellite front end um so uh so it's you know you have a front end to use it with uh similar to how like you know osmosis the pools are permissionless but you know you need to make a pr just so we can add, add it to the frontier website uh but yeah, i think you can just ask in the discord uh channel for actual art for them to add it to the uh, satellite front end um, so that we can add it bridge wise and then once all this bridge stuff is moved over to the osmosis front end you know it'll just be uh, anyone could just make a PR to the osmosis front end to uh, add integration for it but um, yeah I'll let them know about Rye because I think that's a probably a cool asset to have over definitely thank you uh, uh, Nelson <clears throat> do you have a question Hello guys. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, what do you think about the behavior that are getting all the war in the crypto currency? And what do you think about how this uh, affect to Osmosis and Cosmos platform and community? I'm sorry. You said just just to be clear, the, the behavior of of which. Of the downgrade or the on the price for the, ah. for the crypto for the money basically yeah um you know i mean obviously it's uh not the greatest thing in the world um but you know a lot of it was happened just because of sort of the role osmosis played in the liquidity route between uh the exiting ust luna to words like um through osmo to through atom on centralized and then dump and then selling the atoms on centralized exchanges um so you know i think that you know we've always been focused on building the product and you know i think there's just a lot of things um coming up on osmosis that we're just really excited about and, and uh yeah you know i mean the osmo we uh you know one thing that the community should be aware of is that you know, as the price is lower, once that means that the economic value of the Osmo incentives being given out is also lower, and that's something that definitely needs to be, you know, taken into account. And you know, we've been saying it for a while that like to make sure governance is more strategic with incentives and stuff, and just like 
these newer models of like, you know, prioritizing these more important asset pairs for incentives and things like that. So um, I think there's, it, it becomes more urgent as like, you know, the incentives are more scarce and we have to be more, we have to be more, or the economic value of the incentives is lower. So we have to be more uh, uh, intentional with where we, where we spend them. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. Do we have any other questions here? If not, um, I have to jump off anyways right now. Okay. Uh, Can you hear me? Oh, oh, hey, goodness, you're uh, you're here. Uh, welcome back. What, what what's on your mind? Um, I actually have a question for Ranger. So, um, yeah, in the community, uh, on the Discord community, the news about launch of um, um. Um, Mosaic and you know possibly Pablo has been slotted before or Pokadot decoded. Does that does this still stand? Uh, is the community still trying to achieve that? Yeah. So um, yeah, that as I mentioned previously, as I clarified this already, I I said that you know this would be the like dream scenario for me. Not necessarily was not an official statement from us about launch timelines so just like look to the actual uh official communications for dates and timelines okay uh, yeah thank you thank you all right since we're winding down to the end here sunny has to uh duck out uh let's see i, I see uh, baby baby boss yeah hello um, I have just question about like on chain and off chain liquidity. Um, does Osmosis like in the future plan to have um, you know, the coin on centralized exchanges? And and how would that um, in your opinion, affect um, like Osmosis price? What, can you like briefly summarize um how? off-chain and on-chain liquidity are important to keep um, like price stability and from like bugs to from happening or something like that thank you yeah hey, sorry i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump off as well thank you guys for for hosting me yeah for sure thanks for coming on brain jar uh really appreciate it it, it looks like uh sunny did mention that he had to duck out so we don't have an official uh, answer to this question, um, baby boss, about uh, off-chain liquidity. I, I do know that the only thing that I can say is that we've never, um, you know, had an intention to reach out to or list the token on uh, centralized exchanges. And if they want to, they certainly can do it. And, um, you know, I... I I don't know all the, the other uh, parts of the question. I don't know the, you know, how that would affect. You would think that it would allow uh, people to buy uh, and sell Osmosis more uh, freely. But um, for now, we're focused on building uh, within the decks, and that's the best answer I can give. I think anything I else on that really quickly. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so we we had a space um, on Sunday hosted by Chango and like some Luna folks. 
And we were talking about, you know, some of the attack vectors that were used for Terra. Um, and one of them was like this ability to like use this mine, like create like this mine field of like in the order book where you could okay. essentially collapse the price. Um, so that's like one of the uh, attack vectors. And the fact that Osmosis is 100% on chain, like it is broken away from centralized exchanges is just mitigates one of those attack vectors. So that's one way that you know, people could attack is just by attacking the price and doing order book games. But the the fact that everything's transparent on chain, um, it, arguably it could be better for price long term. It's more organic. Um, so yeah, just to answer that. Yeah, I would. I would love to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I was just saying. I was just uh, thanking him for sharing that uh, conversation. But yeah, go ahead, baby boss. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying that because, like, yeah, I, I was thinking about like. I'm starting to think of like how 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 could osmosis fall and like um some attack vectors. I'm like very like I, I'll be very supportive of just like keeping it mostly on chain. At least like most of that liquidity to be handled on chain. And yeah, um, I think that's something um maybe osmosis team might should um look into if if they haven't yet. That's it. Yeah, it, um, there's like a common meme and. In- osmosis community it's like it's from back to the future where we're going we don't need sexes so um because we're trying to compete with centralized exchanges right like that's the end goal so yeah and it fulfills the like cosmos um ecosystem which is like on par with like what you guys are doing as a whole which is great agreed um so i think at that way, we, we can uh, wind this down unless we have any other uh, pressing questions or input that folks want to give. Uh, thanks, I, everybody. I just have oh. I just have a quick question, Kevin, and I'm sorry. Sure, if had, I'm sorry if somebody had already asked this, but as far as the UST and the uh, Osmo pair, where you know we had the option to um, untether those, um, do, do you does the community know how uh the luna foundation is going to kind of airdrop those or were we even in the snapshot if anybody knows i'd really appreciate it uh that's a good question you have to like dive into their docs that they just released i think there's a proposal that just passed but i can't answer that like in good faith here i'm pretty sure the snapshots taken for all the stuff that's on the chain not transferred over ibc but you know i might be wrong i haven't looked at the proposal yet yeah, yeah okay. I can okay, jump there's... in on that. They were talking oh, yeah. about um, a board, a board, like they were talking about taking snapshots on a board and um, if uh, like index, but I'm not sure if it's in the proposal. Well, probably looking at the proposal will be nice. I think they just released it today or yesterday. Okay. The, the only reason why I asked that, because I think there's, there's a lot of UST um liquidity providers with osmo and i I think it would be good if osmosis can can give us a little bit of uh, clarity surrounding that what we should do with our existing ust or if we sell it are we not eligible that that type of thing because there was the last time i saw when before the uh, attack occurred i mean there was i think there was like 300 million dollars in liquidity in that in that lp so um but obviously now that's that's reduced down but it, it would help just kind of mitigate some of the losses and everything or potential recovery of of you know the damaged ust value 
Right. I mean, actions that have been urged so far by the team have just been like, obviously, we have this proposal that just got passed, allowing you to um, essentially take out of the pool and then undergo the underbonding period so you don't experience some permanent loss. So, like, it's kind of like self implied that, like, you know, the community is giving you an exit, a way out without impermanent loss. So, do with that what you will. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I would say that if if you're listening or, you know, I don't know if you have, Ro, but like depooling uh, is your first defense and that that was what this quick governance um, and, and hard fork action uh, enabled that this happened. It happened yesterday. I feel like it happened yesterday. It was yesterday or the day before. Um, and that. Uh, that's that's your number one defense because then you can preserve whatever Osmo you have left if UST were to go down to close to zero, and then um, obviously what other people have mentioned about looking at the uh, the Terra docs that were released, I have not seen them. I've I've just seen conversations about I, this notions of what a, a Terra airdrop of some sort. I, I don't know. I've, from what I've seen, there's there's not much in the way of funds for, for any sort of redemption or restitution, but, um, but I don't know. And, and so I think, yeah, that's up to Tara. And I, I do know that um, Sonny and, and, and people in the dev team have mentioned that they would make a snapshot available and you know, offer whatever that would be needed to um, the Terra foundation, but it's, it's really in Tara's hands. So. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, and I think with that, we'll, um, we will wind this down. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll, uh, we'll be back next Wednesday at 1 PM and, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. This is thanks, nice. you too. And feel free to reach yeah. out if you guys are trying to build too. applications. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 If anybody is trying to build applications, uh, on osmosis or, or is looking for, you know, the, the grant fund, um, the uh, grants, please do reach out because we we are uh, looking for devs and we are welcoming. Till next time. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Osmosis Updates from the Lab, recorded on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little Dan and
vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the bird's view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Ten spaces